This morning, our study once again is with that of a parable. Our focus will be the parable of the Pharisee and publican. Now, as we think about parables, we will just remind you that a parable is not historical. It is an illustrative story, an illustrative story. Now, Jesus telling the parable is historical, but the parable itself is not. So let us turn to him, uh, to turn to him, uh, Luke Gospel chapter 18. The Gospel of Luke chapter 18. And we'll begin reading with verse number 9. Luke chapter 18, beginning with verse number 9. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalts himself shall be stripped, abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of these verses. The first thing that we have us to do as we consider the parable here this morning is, first of all, consider the audience. The audience or the ones uh, this uh, parable was intended for. This is given to us in the very beginning of the parable in verse number nine. It says, and he, that is Jesus, spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. We're told here that Jesus spake this parable. And as he did, he spake it unto certain ones. They're described here as certain ones which trusted in themselves, number one, and they that they were righteous and they despised others. Now, when Jesus describes or gives this description here of the ones to whom he is intending this parable for, the descriptions here tell us, first of all, that his intention was for those who were self-righteous. He wanted those who were self-righteous to hear these words or to hear that of this parable. Now, these individuals that were self-righteous, they had a very good view of themselves. They actually flattered themselves 
by talking of that of their good deeds. That's what self-righteous people do. They are convinced that they, on their own merits, are acceptable to God. That's self-righteous. They believe that they are, are good and that surely God will accept them because they do all of these good things. They fast, they pray, they give to the poor, they do all kinds of good things. And so based upon the, the doing of those good things, they merit that of acceptance with God. They even strive to obey the commands of God. They claim to obey the commands of God. The second description that we are given here in that of our text of these ones is that they despised others. They despised others. So the picture that is being set before us here is that of one who is self-righteous, one who believes that he has merit before God, uh, he does all of these good deeds, and he's one or she's one who looks down upon that of others. There are ones who believe that they are better than others, and uh, they are ones who look down with disdain upon other people. They despise someone or something on the basis that they are worthless. That's what the word disdain means. Now, we've all met individuals like this. Self-righteous. They think they're above everybody else. They look down up their noses upon everybody else. Let me just say to you that every man, woman, child is of value. Every man, woman, child is of value. They have an eternal soul. The worst of sinners. The vilest of sinners. There is value. And the reason why there is value is because they are created beings of God. They have a soul, an eternal soul, one that is going to live forever in one place or another, either in eternal bliss or under the judgment of God. All men are naturally self-righteous. It's a family disease. Every one of us have some self-righteousness within us. We think, well, we're better than that person. 
We compare ourselves with others. Well, it is the law of God which matters. It is the law of God but by which we should compare that of ourselves. And it's only in the light of the law of God that the truth of our sinfulness is seen and our need of someone else's righteousness if we are to be accepted with God. <coughs> so the audience that Jesus was focusing on was those who were self-righteous, those who despised others, who thought they were better than others, who looked down their nose upon others, and they merit a place with acceptance with God. In verse number 10, we're given details about the setting. It says, two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Jesus is now beginning that of the parable, and he's giving us the setting of that of what he's going to speak about. And the setting is that of the temple, the most sacred locale in that of Israel. They are said to go up to the temple. The temple was upon that of a mountain. They're later said to go down in verse number 14. This language is appropriate here since we see that the two men, they are seeking that of the face of God. They're seeking that of going before that of the presence of God. As we'll see, because they said, it says here, two men went up into the temple to pray. To pray. What does it mean to pray? What is one seeking after when they pray? Is it not that of excess unto God? Is it not that of coming into that of His presence? So these Two individuals that Jesus speaks of here, they're individuals that are being spoken of as going up to the temple and they're going there, beloved, to seek that of excess into the very presence of God. And what does one normally think of when they think of prayer? Normally think one thinks of petitions, making that of a request unto God. But there's also that of the part of praise that would be involved in that of prayer, that of expressing that of our one's one's love and appreciation for God in prayer. Think about yourself. Think about your your prayer life. What do you seek after when you pray? Who are you seeking after when you pray? Why do you pray? Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. 
you probably knew already that one of these individuals was a Pharisee, since we've been dealing with Pharisees for the past couple of weeks, several weeks when we've been preaching from the New Testament. Pharisees, they were ones that were very strict in their religious dealings. They were ones who, you might say, were self-righteous. They were ones who looked down their noses, so to speak, and despised that of others who were not like them. Of course, the publican or the tax collector, he was the worst of the vilest as far as the Pharisees were concerned. I mean, he was considered to be that of one who was a traitor to the Jewish people. He was one that was considered to be that of a thief and a robber because he took money from the people for taxes. The Pharisee, verse 11 and 12, says the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as others. Or other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this public. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess. As I said, the Pharisees, they were a very religious group, very pious movement very strict in the keeping of the law, very strict about who they came close to or associated with. They stood away from people. They separated themselves from people lest they be contaminated. Now, here in this illustration that Jesus is setting before us, he says, these two men that came up to pray, one of them was a Pharisee and one of them was a publican. And as he deals with that of the Pharisee, he tells us what the Pharisee does. He says he came up to that of the temple to pray and the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. Now let's just stop there. The Pharisee stood here we see that this individual, that he had a confidence. Most likely, being that of a Pharisee, he had come up to the temple and he had gone into that of the innermost part of that of the area where people were allowed, the Jewish people. He was up front. And he stood up showing that of his confidence as that of one who was a Pharisee, one that was strict with regards to the religious uh, law and the things that were to be done. He stood up and he prayed, we're told, that he prayed. It says he prayed thus with himself. What does that mean? 
Well, if you look up in some other translations, you'll find that they translate this, that they, he prayed with himself. He prayed with himself. Now, praying in the temple, you're allowed to pray audibly, but to pray in that a very loud manner was considered to be rude. And so, this one who was a Pharisee wouldn't have prayed in a very loud manner, and yet he would have prayed to the point where people could have heard him. Could have heard him. He prayed with himself, standing, and note what he prayed. He says, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, under adulterers, or even as this publican. I thank. I thank thee. What? What did he give thanks for? He says, I give thanks that I am not as other men are. Other men that are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this public. Now, you note that the ones that are mentioned here, they are individuals that would be considered as that of great sinners. by many. But as he prays, he mentions them, but with regards to the publican, he kind of puts him out. And almost, we could say, above that of these ones that he just mentioned. In other words, saying this publican, this this, this vile person. He's the worst. So you can see, beloved, that of the self-righteousness of this one and that of the criticalness of this one. And then he says, I fast twice in the week and I give tithes of all that I possess. Look at me. Look at what I do. I fast twice in the week and I give all of that I have. I tithe on all of it. I'm a pretty good fellow. This Pharisee, he used the pronoun I five times here. I think we can say that this Pharisee, he was full of himself. (coughs) 
he really didn't have any knowledge about that of himself whatsoever. He paints a picture here that he thought was of himself. Which was not true. Does this prayer go anywhere? Does this prayer go anywhere? You remember it said that he prayed thus with himself. His prayer was all about that of his goodness. It didn't go anywhere. It just stroked that of his ego. It's evidence of his self-righteousness and of the condition of that of his heart. And the lack of real knowledge of himself. Let us ask ourselves a question when we pray. When we pray, does our prayer go anywhere? This man, he didn't confess his sins. He really didn't even make any petitions. In essence, by his prayer, he was saying unto God, I don't need you. Look at me. I don't need your help. I don't need anything from you. Well, next we have in verse number 13, the publican. Now, these two men, they are in stark contrast to one another which we're going to see. In verse 13 it says, And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. The publican, the tax collector, the robber, the stealer, the vilest of vile. He comes up to the temple. And he comes, beloved, to pray. And where? Where is he in the temple? He's described here as being afar off. As I said, with regards to that of the Pharisee, he probably went into the innermost court whereas the publican he was afar off he was way back in the crowd but you see he knew what he was he knew that of the fact that he was unworthy he would not even lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven the scripture tells us but rather he smote upon his breast, which pictures that of contrition, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
This man came seeking that of excess, beloved, with that of the holy God. And as he does, he stands afar off and he beats upon it out of his chest and he cries out, God, be merciful. God, be propitious unto me. <clears throat> what the publican was asking, beloved, was that God would forgive him. That God, beloved, would provide that of a sacrifice, an atoning sacrifice. For he knew, beloved, that without that atoning sacrifice, he had no excess unto God, no merit before God. He wasn't self-righteous, no, beloved. He knew that he was a sinner. No, he says, to me, a sinner. God be merciful to me, a sinner. He didn't look about around, around, around by uh, other people. No, beloved, he was focused on him. Upon himself. And what he was. And what he knew about himself. And what he knew, beloved, about that of God. And out of his acceptance with him that the only way was through that of a sacrifice and that he needed someone else's righteousness for he didn't have any righteousness whereby he could stand before God In verse number 14, we have Jesus' comment. He says, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Wow! I would have thought, wouldn't you? Some would say, the Pharisee would have been accepted. I mean, after all, look what the things that he did. Look at all that he did. All those things were nothing in the sight of God. This publican coming to the temple and standing afar off and beating upon his chest and crying out to God for mercy, beloved. That was the one that was accepted. He humbled himself, beloved, before God and acknowledged that of his sin. Acknowledged, beloved, that of his waywardness and his need, beloved, for God to be merciful to him. His cry was a cry for mercy. <laughs> A plea for mercy. <coughs> Those who come humbly acknowledging their sins looking to God Father for 
God for mercy will find it in and through the Lord Jesus. Our Lord condemned the Pharisees. Prayer. No confession. No petition. But He spoke well of the prayer of that of the public. How about each and every one of us here today? You know, we see this parable here. And of course, because of evangelism that has been around for the past 50 years, that of the Romans Road evangelism, the center of prayer evangelism. We kind of steer away from that of this parable. But beloved, this parable is the Word of God. Beloved, it teaches. It teaches us. Jesus here teaches us that the one who comes, the sinner who comes, in repentance and faith, they're received. They're forgiven. All right. Let us stand in on the back of your bulletin. We have an old hymn. <coughs> <coughs>
rejected thee, or to throw selves against thee. Would that we were thy enemies, yet would thou have loved us. Would that thou hast saved us through that of Jesus Christ. Quicken us and made us alive. How would we do but to be praised? You to be praised. Much thanksgiving through eternity for all that you do. Lord, is how we can do but praise thee. And the thought that, Lord, that Jesus will to prepare a place for us. Lord, we rejoice in our God, our great God. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We once again thank thee, Lord, and praise thee from our hearts. Rejoicing, Lord, that in your precious word. Help us in our weaknesses, Lord. You pray, Lord, that you give us strength. Lord, as only you can. Prepare you might abide with thee in all things. We ask now you go with us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you.